You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Tess Vergara, Soul Powered Executive Coach, and you can find more about my work at uh, TessVergara.com. This podcast is designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity. And let's just be honest, they're all intended at this point, right? They're all organized crimes. And if you cannot see that, I don't know, you're just avoiding to see it, I guess. So open your eyes because it is such a huge hardship on people. People are dying. People are getting cancer. People are getting sick. And that is what Dr. Chloe is here for. What is in our food? Are we getting poisoned by the food we put in our mouth? Last time we are here, we were here, Dr. Chloe, you talked about ingredients in the food. You talked about your own personal experience, how you had to take a step back and see what it, what is it that you're putting in your body and why you were constantly sick and why, why you had at such a young age had to go through several procedures just to get back in balance. So welcome once again, Dr. Chloe. I am so excited to have you back. Yes, thanks for having me. It's always fun. We got off on a lot of tangents last time. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully this time we get focused on food, right? We'll yeah, see, last... we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I love yeah. it, I love it. Uh, yeah, last time um, you were here, I just lost my mom. So yeah, I, it, it went all over the place. We were even talking about... Um, masculine and feminine and divorce and such like that but today yeah. we're talking about food at least that's the intention yes yeah please um, introduce yourself dr chloe okay yeah like i mean great introduction already by you my name is dr chloe carlson i am a chiropractor and holistic slash functional health care provider and yeah it's kind of been my life journey leading me here and i really love it and what I really love to do is teach people how exactly they can take control of their health. Because like you said, Tess, right now, there is seemingly so many things that are bad for you. So much information out there. People don't know what to believe when really it can be very simple if you just look at it from a whole food, natural perspective. So today I'm kind of talking about glyphosate and the damages there. You and I had chatted a few times about glyphosate previously in some messaging, and then our good friend, uh, Dr. Mark Molesky, had tagged us in a couple things that were really interesting, so I figured why not just run with it and see, and it was actually, I'm kind of excited to talk about it. I remember a while ago, I was in a grocery store, and I was buying something organic, and the dude's checking my stuff out, he goes really what does organic mean what is the point and I was like I don't know it's like at this point it was before COVID so it must have been 2019 18 and I was like I feel like you must have an idea of what it is you know a lot of people still think it's a scam or I'm a part of a couple farm pages that where you can get local sources of meat and sometimes mm -hmm. it's disheartening to see on there these people come in defending pesticides glyphosate um 
with such passion saying, I've worked with it for 20 years and I'm fine. Well, the definition of fine in America has went from I'm on 10 medications, I have headaches every day, I'm chronically fatigued, da, 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 versus having no problem. You know what I mean? So people's definition of fine has really changed. And um, again, kind of the tune of the whole last year for the greater good. <laughs> Pretty greater. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so stuff yourself with pharmaceutical and you're fine, right? And well, that what that creates is uh, dependency, and we're I don't know we're we, we've created billionaires. We've created. Yeah. Billionaires. I saw I saw a figure where I, I can't remember the numbers, but oh my god, from one billionaire to nine or thirteen of them. Um, don't quote me. I'll share that link. Although I'm sure Facebook will remove um, any. Uh, links that I put underneath, uh, they, they banned me so bad. Uh, but yeah, um, there's many more billionaires now that got created in the last year. Isn't that exciting for them? Wow. I, so I mean, I guess, like I probably us. could have assumed that, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, people, you know, need to look at the money. It's sick care, not healthcare, but I mean, again, that could be a whole conversation for another day. <laughs> so, um, you, you know how it is, you know, always follow the money. Um, and just, I read a quote today. It said, don't look at who's having the problem. Look at who's benefiting from the solution, you know, ben who's financially benefiting. Well, the thing is they create the problem and then provide the so-called solution which then, you know, talk about dependency, which then creates a dependency for life, right? Mm -hmm. um, from birth to death, uh, what they want is dependency on pharmaceuticals. And that's not, right. that's not living optimally, you know, from a right. coach's standpoint, that's not living optimally. And from a soul powered perspective, that's really separating us from our divinity. So the purpose of our show here is to bring us back to that essence, that pureness, that soul power that really allows us to enjoy what we came here to be, you know, the creator that we are, but from when we have, enemies like that and i'm going to call them enemies because they're really poisoning us so go back to going back to glyphosate dr chloe uh tell us more about that how how does that get into our food and what is it what is glyphosate yes so actually i figured i was like the first thing we're going to want to talk about is what is glyphosate and so whenever i'm coming at it from a perspective of what could people just be googling i look at what the main outlets are providing. And so when you Google glyphosate, I got to WebMD and it says it's a, what, what do they call it? It's a non-selective herbicide. And we're going to get into what that means in a little bit. And it goes through all these recommendations of like, do not get it on your skin, change your clothes after using it um, because it's so toxic. But then in the same sentence, they say, well, it's safer than table salt. And I learned that they had to quit saying that through a couple of lawsuits because obviously it's not the truth, but then that also is the war on salt. That could be a whole nother video. The whole low salt movement is killing people because you need salt for different physiological pathways in your body. Now, table salt, not great for you. Very refined, full of chemicals, all the crap. 
if you're using a good Himalayan or Celtic sea salt, you're going to get those good minerals and you're going to get those benefits. And um, when the elderly are on low salt diets for, this is getting on a tangent, but when they're on low salt diets for their heart disease, the kidneys actually acknowledge when you have too low of sodium, think you're starving. So it increases your, they increase your blood pressure. So you can see how we're perpetuating the problem. So not only are they trying to say that, uh, that glyphosate is safe, they're saying, oh, it's safer than table salt. Oh yeah, you know, salt is so bad for you. And in the same article, it does list cancer, liver and kidney problems and um, reproductive and development issues. And so that's just in the WebMD. And this is something that is sprayed all over crops. Uh, when glyphosate came out, cancer was more prevalent in the North. Then after years of use, can you guess where cancer, if you look at a map of America where cancer populations just exploded mm-hmm. down South where the Mississippi river is essentially at its end. Cause you have all the farmland here in the Midwest pouring glyphosates on all their products and it's going downstream. And so cancer rates are skyrocketing down there. And so with it being a non-selective herbicide. So right now, kind of one time someone was eating chips in with me and they were eating like the whole bag and I wasn't, I clearly wasn't judging them, but people like to justify what they're doing. And they said, Oh, well, it's non-GMO. Well, non-GMO doesn't mean healthy. So non-GMO products can still have glyphosate on them. And we can backtrack to that. So what GMO is, is glyphosate. Remember I said there was a non-selective herbicide it actually stops an important pathway in all plants called the, I had to write it down, shikimate pathway, um, because I can never remember the name of it. It stops the shikimate pathway, which kills plants. That's why it's a non-selective pesticide. So it can kill all these weeds, but it's not going to kill the crop it's sprayed on. So they had to go in and engineer these plants to actually have different characteristics. And that alone should be alarming because I think anytime humans mess with nature, we know who wins Mm -hmm. nature. (laughs) Um, And so the most, the most common are the most common GMO products are soy, um, corn, wheat, all of that. And then even non-GMO. So non-GMO, yeah, they weren't modified to withstand glyphosate. So they haven't been sprayed with glyphosate through their lifespan, but they're sprayed with glyphosate right before harvesting so that they dry out quicker and get a larger uh, pro- or uh, product yield. So you still have glyphosate and other herbicides on these non-GMO. And I think that's sort of maybe not what people understand surrounding the GMO topic. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're modified and they're all over the plants. And um, I mean, then, then it gets into the water supply and we talk about it traveling down the Mississippi River and cancer rates going up. Um, and the in glyphosate, the creators, they actually said, oh, you know, the dose makes the poison. That's why it's safe. And we hear that in a few other communities as well. <laughs> Talk aluminum, all mm. of that. Um, and with that, the argument could be the dose makes the poison. So if you lo- have low dose exposure every day, does that make it healthy? Because a joke I like to use is, well, isn't that how people like secretly poison people? They just put like a little tiny formaldehyde in their food every day until they die. Oh. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you, 
You see it on movies. So actually they did a study on the low dose exposure of glyphosate and they, they did the study in rats, poor rats. Um, they gave them a low dose exposure to glyphosate every day. And not only did they not document a significantly shorter lifespan in these rats, but at just four months, they started seeing liver and kidney, um, I don't want to say failure, but significant liver and kidney problems along with reproductive problems um, at just four months. So what is that saying about humans who consume it daily? And what are the big cash crops in America? Soy. Soy. Corn. Yeah, you mentioned wheat. about soy last time. Mm -hmm. Did I? Yeah, that they cause some uh, hormonal imbalance. Yes. And so soy... It does, it mimics estrogen. So it goes in and uh, blocks your estrogen receptors and then the estrogen you produce can't bind there. And then, so you see free floating estrogens. So what do we know? Estrogen dominant diseases, hormone issues, estrogen is stored in fat. So let's say someone can't lose weight. They might have a ton of estrogen stored there so they can't really lose the weight. And that actually even plays into kind of another thing I was gonna talk about surrounding glyphosate. Now with soy, People always, always ask, oh, well, what about like fermented soy? Because, you know, in many Asian cultures, they do eat soy sauce. They eat fermented soy, that sort of thing. I haven't fully made my opinion on that because what I say for most foods, well, it doesn't matter what it is. It's the protein. It's the characteristics of the soy or whatever protein you're dealing with. It, does, it doesn't make it any better for you but I don't feel like I have enough info myself personally on fermented soy and the impacts there. You know what I mean? Cause that's something yeah, well, I almost always get asked. Well, I'm, I'm Asian, um, obviously. <laughs> and I grew yeah. up, uh, um, with the soy sauce. I was mm -hmm. in Japan one time and I had severe, um, inflammation. I, I couldn't fit in my shoes. So I, wow. I expanded and it's sushi, sushi and soy sauce. Mm -hmm. So, and probably the elevation too, but that was a scary thing for me. I, I, I don't use a lot of soy sauce anymore. Um, in fact, uh, that's, you talked about salt earlier. I've been staying with Dr. Terry Morse, who's a naturopath in, in the farm in Glencoe, oh my God, it's so beautiful there. It's so peaceful. I really dread uh, really living here 100%. I'm, I'm uh, maybe 10% here <laughs> just to do a podcast once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. there most of the time uh, because I don't have internet there. Um, my internet here is already active. But she started me with uh, Celtic salt um, because... Uh, yeah, I, I told her that uh, my history before that I was uh, given a prescription for my thyroid, which I never took. And I started dancing and I'm fine. So she gave me a whole thing about salt, which I kind of knew before, because but I'm using Himalayan salt, but she's got me started on uh, Celtic salt. And that person who I was telling you about who had some bleeding issues, um, she talked to him about uh, Celtic salt too because of the liver. Uh, you want to talk about that? Because uh, because of the monster drinks. I, I don't know if there's glyphosate in monster, but um, 
it's interesting that the bleeding, uh, again, <laughs> going off tangent again, the bleeding is coming from transmission from spike protein from the injected to the uninjected. And also she mentioned, Dr. Terry Morris mentioned that it's a liver issue, why you're bleeding and having um, hemorrhoid problem uh, is because of the liver. Would you, would you like to touch on that? Just a little bit, just because you mentioned salt and I'm on a salt diet now. <laughs> I literally yeah. like, I pour it on my hand and, and just, as, yeah. as often as I remember to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, with the liver now, liver health is vital for everything. You need to be able to detoxify. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it would have to do with potential hemorrhoids or whatever from the transmission. I don't necessarily know what this person was dealing with as far as like, you know, test results, but anytime supporting the liver would likely only benefit. And when I say that, I don't mean people have to be careful when they're detoxing. If you're going to take something that only pushes detox, that can be a little, you have to do it carefully because if your detox pathways aren't open, you won't detox properly. And so you'll just flush out the toxins and then they'll just go elsewhere. Now, you can support the liver. And one of my favorite ways to support the liver is with a liver glandular supplement. And so all that is, is uh, it's just bovine liver dried and put into capsules because, you know, how many years ago, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago, they did nose to tail eating. So they ate the organs. So if you think about the fact that you can take a liver supplement, or honestly, you could just eat liver, you can eat liver, so you're not going to necessarily overdose or you're not going to push pathways that aren't open. You're only going to provide support to that liver. Now, as far as salt, I mean, I can't necessarily go off on a huge like physiology tangent of salt in the liver at this point. But I mean, again, it's only going to support, it's going to support your, you know, there are sodium potassium pumps that have to do with different physiological pathways, um, the kidneys, all of that hydration. And so it really kind of all just plays into each other. Yeah, it's it's amazing how the high blood pressure and salt, you know, and then they offer up a table salt instead, which you said is uh, highly chemicalized. It's, it's interesting what they're doing to our food. So anyway, uh, keep going, Dr. Chloe. Sorry that I interjected that. No, no, that's okay. That's great. Um, and kind of, you know, just touching on like the liver, like I said, the glyphosate impacts the liver and the glyphosate also, as long as we're talking about detox pathways. So glyphosate suppresses a lot of things in your body too. One thing it suppresses is uh, there are fat soluble toxins that people can get exposed to, you know, whenever daily, whatever it might be. Glyphosate suppresses your body's ability to change those fat soluble toxins into water soluble so that you can detox them because you can't detox fat soluble toxins. They're stored in fat. So you're actually, you know, when someone's maybe trying to lose weight and they can't, or they're like, oh my God, I start losing weight and I feel so sick. I think sometimes people will, one, we can talk about how you're having a hard time eating healthy because your taste buds are literally programmed to want all of these artificial ingredients, but also 
if you, if you can't detox your fat soluble toxins, when you lose weight, those toxins are just going to flush your body because they're stored in fat. So people actually do get really sick. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's crazy. I mean, I have a whole bunch, you know, they, it, it destroys your ability to, what do we got? I, I made a whole list cause it was crazy. And, you know, I've been learning about this casually throughout the past couple of months, but I was like, oh, for the show, I better kind of like wrap it up. Otherwise we lose right. what we're talking about, <laughs> but it also impacts, it impacts it, 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 uh, inhibits the aromatase pathway. And so what the aromatase pathway does in your body, and this has to do with your liver health as well, your aromatase pathway converts testosterone into estrogen. So if it's inhibiting the aromatase pathway, you're, you're getting too much testosterone. And what it's showing is when there are pregnant mothers who have this toxicity of glyphosate and the aromatase pathways are inhibited, the fetuses are being exposed to too much testosterone. We're seeing hormone problems in kids younger and younger and younger. And of course that has to do with soy. There's soy in the formula. It has to do with, I mean, it has to do with a billion things. And kind of like you said, it's, it all goes back and relates to essentially human interventions for lack of a better way to say it. Right. I like how you say that. Now, there was an episode here on the podcast with Julie Christ. And she talked about engineering children for their gender, non-gender. I wonder if yeah, even connected. I right? Oh my God. I think I think it's very intentional. And I mean, that's probably considered like hate speech. But I just, I mean, you can't be piling all these neuroendocrine disruptors into the system and not expect there to be hormone problems. And glyphosate is a neuroendocrine disruptor, as I just as I just said, you know, it's actually acknowledged as that. So it goes in and impacts hormones, hormone pathways, all that. So, I mean. So it's impacting our hormones and then they're indoctrinating our children as early as pre-K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, wow. were, we were at a crazy event up in Duluth a few weeks ago that was showing what they're teaching kids now in like elementary school. I mean, it's just shocking, but we're not here to talk about that today. Your no, viewers can but- go- research that on their own <laughs> exactly but but look at that because what we're doing here really is connecting the crimes against humanity right, right. and it's all about evolving it's all about dumbing down human consciousness and they're right. really manipulating our genetics it's mm-hmm. uh, anyway guys uh, check out my interview with julie quist if you haven't um because they're really engineering our children sexually so that they become non-gender. I'm not political, or my words are not politically correct, but I'm just noticing all this, this that really prepares, even normalizing pedophilia was talked about in that uh, episode. Oh, that's interesting, Dr. Chloe. Yeah, and I mean, even just talking about kids right now, I read something crazy. So, you know, you hear parents saying, oh, my kids won't eat anything but noodles. They won't need anything but sugar. Da, 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 da. So glyphosate actually can impact the way children or humans digest proteins and fats. So it actually inhibits your ability to produce bile, which is how you digest fats properly. And it does something to inhibit protein digestion. So these kids truly, when they're eating the so-called healthy foods, might really not feel well because they can only process these carbohydrates. Now, of course, something can be said to that about sick moms produce sick babies. 
So we look at America right now, the standard American diet is very high in sugar, very high in crap, very high in chemicals. So if you've got a mom who's addicted to sugar and she gives birth to a kid, well, that kid's likely going to want sugar or even follow the same eating habits. So it doesn't even matter if they're born addicted to sugar. That's probably like a little bit of a leap for me to be saying that. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily like a heroin baby, you know, how babies are born and they're addicted to drugs. So I'm not necessarily saying that. But if they're, they're going to follow the same lifestyle par- patterns as their parents, so it's just going to be consuming sugar. So you can see how it's impacting digestion, your body's ability to process a lot of these things. And a lot of this goes into gut health. So aside from talking about all the things that glyphosate suppresses, you know, hormonally, I didn't even say this, it, it suppresses your body's ability to convert to the usable form of vitamin D. So you can be taking all the vitamin D in the world you might not be converting it properly. And same thing with ACE. So we want to talk about fetuses. You talk about birth defects. Glyphosate can impact the mother's ability to properly detoxify vitamin A. Well, when you have too high of vitamin A, you start to see the different brain defects that can happen to children when they're born. So aside from all that, it impacts your gut health. And this is a big thing I see in my practice. I tell people, avoid the, the major inflammatory foods, gluten, dairy, soy, and corn. Nobody likes to hear that, but it's, it's just part of a staple for a lot of cultures. It's corn. It's, it's their staple. So well, say actually, that again, gluten, dairy, gluten, dairy, soy, and corn. And mm-hmm. now what you just said there is something I wanted to talk about as well. Cause you said, a, there's a, those are a part of a lot of people's culture. Right. One point that people make is like you said, a lot of Asian cultures eat a lot of like rice and noodles. Rice. Now, whether mm-hmm. they necessarily c- contain gluten, I don't know. But you can look at the glyphosate usage and the actual study that they looked at was in Africa. Most of Africa has the small family farm, eats homegrown things, not going to be seeing a lot of glyphosate. South Africa has really taken on the standard American diet. And you see far more obesity in South Africa than you do in the rest of Africa. So that's even something to be said about what you get in other countries, because I've had people tell me, well, when I went to Europe, because a lot of people, well, you shouldn't be eating wheat if you're in America because it's so heavily sprayed. And then the way it's processed, and there are a few things I'm going to get into about how gluten actually impact your intestinal permeability. And glyphosate does that as well. But people have went over to Europe and been like, yeah, gluten doesn't bug me as much. And that could be linked to the fact that there's less glyphosate sprayed over there. So production And like I said, the big cash crops are soy, corn, and wheat. And those are so all very heavily sprayed. But glyphosate actually goes in and triggers or stimulates zonulin. And that's something I think people should look into if they're thinking, oh, well, I don't need to avoid wheat. It's not bad for me. Zonulin actually separates your tight junctions in your small intestine. So did we talk about leaky gut a little last time I was on? A little, just a little, yeah. 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 So leaky gut. So whenever leaky gut is sort of the catch all term for, well, I mean, if you're on the standard American diet, you probably have leaky gut unless you're actively healing it because I mean, we're seeing irritable bowel diseases go through the roof diseases in general. And if your gut health is shot, the rest of your health will follow. And that's just the truth. And so Mm -hmm. what happens is this, when the zonulin is increased, so you should have the uh, cell to cell junctions in your small intestine should be touching. When zonulin is stimulated, it increases permeability in that small intestine. So then the food you're eating can leak through the, the proteins, essentially, so to speak, and they get into your bloodstream. 
and create, create inflammation because what happens if there's anything in your bloodstream other than self? Mm. So your body distinguishes between self and non-self. So your body's going to attack and you're going to have that major inflammatory response. So glyphosate stimulates that, immediately damages the gut on impact. Not only that, but a protein and gluten called gliadin, uh, a protein in wheat called gliadin also stimulates that zonulin. So you can see how eating gluten is essentially a double whammy to your gut where you really go in and create that damage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just the little bit of like gluten, um, zonulin, that sort of thing and leaky gut. And what do we know about leaky gut? Your microbiome, it's vital for your health. And another study came out showing that glyphosate actually really diminishes your short chain fatty acids in your gut. And short chain fatty acids essentially feed the good, healthy bacteria in your gut. So what they are is they're, you get short chain fatty acids, they come from foods that aren't digested in the small intestine. And so then in your large intestine, they're in there and they're fermenting and they're feeding all your good, healthy bacteria. And glyphosate directly diminishes the butyrate that your body produces. And butyrate, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything to anyone, but butyrate higher levels of butyrate are associated with better health and lower levels of butyrate are associated with inflammatory bowel diseases. And what's crazy is there's another one called propionate. I might be saying that wrong. I almost always say it wrong. And they're doing a study right now. Increased levels of propionate can be linked to autism because they're essentially, they want to assess autism because the rates are skyrocketing right now. Right now, one in 54 one in 54 kids are, are autistic. And this article I was reading was looking at why that was happening. And so they're essentially like breeding these rats to be autistic. And they have found that if they, in, if they expose the rat to higher levels of propionate, they become autistic. So the summary of all that, there was like a lot of big words, glyphosate damages the gut and promotes disease. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And what are we doing in Minnesota to stop that, to stop glyphosate? Is there any movements? Is there, what have we done so far? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I mean, what we do personally is we, we, we try to, we buy all organic. And I think Matt read a stat a while ago. He's the stats guy mm -hmm. that like a, a small percentage more of the population needs to buy organic and essentially it would change the food system. And what happens, it needs to go back to family farms or buying locally, going to the farmer's market, purchasing organic, um, and just supporting people who are doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's all I've got on that. <laughs> right. Yeah. They've got control over that really criminal. Uh, right. Um, if you, if you maintain control, you can keep people sick. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I don't, I really, it's, it's really sad, isn't it? That those who are supposed to take care of us is making us sick. That's why we're doing this show is to really point out where there is crime against humanity. Right, so right. So it really comes back to our choices then, huh? So mm -hmm. uh, I'm with Dr. Terry and I told you at the last time, um, I'm not really that into healthy diet because there's so much changes and for me my excuse back then was that's my certainty I'm certain that I'm gonna have food <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna deprive myself 
And I don't, I don't go monster drinking monster or all those foods that you identified. I don't do those. I don't do a lot of processed food, but I do uh, lived with Dr. Terry for a couple of weeks now. I can really see, you know, she's growing. She's got her garden. People are giving her really organic or grown from their own garden vegetables. And uh, I love it. It's simple. You know, it's because uh, if I'm the one cooking, it has to be five ingredients or less. <laughs> and I actually saw that in her kitchen. I'm like, that's doable. That's healthy and doable. Although she does have dairy, but goat milk. So can you distinguish between what's a healthy dairy and non-healthy dairy? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually there. Right. So you're going to want to do so. This is what I tell people. And anytime people come to see me, I want them to eliminate dairy for just give it six months. And the reason behind that is because some people truly just don't respond well to dairy. And there could be that actual dairy allergy where you're allergic to the protein. You could also, I've seen people not allergic to the protein still not feel great when they're eating dairy. And so that's why I just say, cut it out. So you can at least see how good your body can feel. And then I say, not all dairy is bad because we have to look at, again, the processing, adding all the sugar, eliminating all the fat. So skim milk, all that. Um, So what we would recommend is butter, a good grass-fed butter. So we use butter. We use grass-fed butter, organic. And then very sharp cheeses, because sharp cheeses essentially have the, the dairy protein that's tough to digest sort of fermented out of it. The same can be applied to kefir. Um, and there are a few more that I might be forgetting, but those are the ones that are just always, <clears throat> excuse me, off the top of my head because they're lower lactose. Now, goat is a great option. We don't have an issue, you know, that's different. Because like you said, they're coming from like local farms. And that's really what is ideal. So that's my take on dairy. And I'm actually happy you asked because people do, you know, oh, well, what about this? Like, it's not bad for you. Like, you're right. It's not bad for you. But if someone's coming to me and we're working specifically towards something, I just want to give them the chance. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in good hands with Terry. Yeah, I know. I know. So there's going to be some changes. He's given me some protocol on the transmission and also how to build up the the immunity back up. And that is through proper food, really nutritious food that's going to sustain uh, my immune system. Yeah. And that's, that's the huge thing I like to teach people. I like to teach people. So remember at the beginning, I said, if you're wondering what to do for your health, just make it simple. Yes. It doesn't need to be, I take all these superfoods every day to maintain my health. It needs to be what you're doing on a daily basis. So whole foods, vegetables, um, eat grass-fed beef. Nobody wants to eat beef. People are scared of red meat. You need it. You know, if there's not an ingredient label, you're going to be safe because then you're just looking at the food and you know what it is. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And even just like when I said, you know, the, the head to tail, people used to eat the organ meat. So if you can, Go get some beef liver. And I mean, I guess you'll have to figure out how to make it taste good. But <laughs> That's your Filipino food. That is? We cook those. Yeah. Yeah. Beef liver? Liver, tripe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a delicacy in uh, Philippine cuisine. Send me the recipe. 
<laughs> sure. I will. I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One is called kare kare and it's, it's the tribe. Of course, you have to clean it all out. Right. The stomach okay. lining. Even the uh, rotisserie chicken, I was told, you know, you boil everything. <laughs> Very nutritious parts there. Someone told me that and I never used to Old be. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what, what else um, can you offer us to take back our health? I mean, like I covered pretty much everything on GlyphSage just explaining, you know, because people do wonder why organic, why this? Well, it's really, really just damaging our systems. And if we can get away from that and eating the whole real foods, then we're going to start moving back towards health. Now, in taking control, and I feel like taking control of your health has become very relevant even just this year because everybody's relying on others for their own health. Well, it's your, you know, it's your own responsibility. And so it boils down to the habits you're creating in your daily life. And I think I told you before we went live, mm-hmm. I just had a little update on someone from a friend and this one patient worked with, with, with my friend for a year and didn't make any lifestyle changes, only took the supplements that were based off of the testing that was done and saw no changes. So it kind of just goes to show like supplements don't necessarily equate health. There has to be the lifestyle change. Now I've, you know, I've seen people come in and they do everything seemingly perfect. Like they really, really do. They're eating all organic. Um, Their water is filtered. The products they use on their skin are all good, but they still have problems. And that's where really figuring out what's going on in your gut comes in, testing your hormones to see which pathways have been impacted. And the reason that's important is one, because a lot of people were at least raised maybe eating the standard American diet. And actually one study on glyphosate showed that you could see impact for three, you know, up to the third generation. So it was like this generation ate glyphosate. You didn't necessarily see the problems present in the second generation, but then by the next, you were seeing fertility issues. You were seeing the increased autoimmunity, that sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. so you're kind of also making up for what your ancestors did. And so that is where, so, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here saying, eat healthy, eat healthy, eat healthy. Well, there are plenty of people out there who really truly do, and they're still struggling. And then that's where figuring out. So, I mean, I don't, I do a lot of stool testing, a lot of Dutch hormone testing, and it provides such a detailed picture of what's going on in your gut so we can address it very specifically. And you're not, if you have, if you're an example I love, not to get on too big of a tangent, if your gut microbiome is completely depleted, you would probably benefit from a probiotic. Now there would be more we do because we need to change the environment so it's not suitable for these couple of negative, you know, however many negative bacterias. Now someone can come in and say, I took a probiotic and it did nothing. I've seen stool tests where people's microbiome is way, there are way too many high bacterias. Now they're all good, but there's there's such a thing as too much of a good thing because your body's always striving for balance and ratios. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of see how a lot of the time you just really need to see what's going on. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah. Although it's got me curious now, your office is now online, right? Do you see people virtually now? Is that true? Yes. All online made the shift because Matt, Matt and I are going, we're going through a transition. We don't know, um, as you know, living in the cities, not necessarily ideal. 
So we didn't want to establish a physical location until we kind of had our bearings together, you know, kind of were able to sit down and think more on the decision. But offering online is fantastic anyways, because there's people all over the country who are looking for different avenues of health. How do I send you a stool sample then? That's why, um, how, how do we do all that testing? Yeah, don't send me your stool. I will not be happy with that package. <laughs> I've never had someone see me. Yeah, so it's all drop shipping. And so let's say we have our appointment and I'm working into video calls so we can do a face-to-face because -face. Um, obviously that's ideal. I just have to get that little part of my system set up. Um, but you fill out your new patient paperwork. It's all online. And then we have our consult and then everything you need, I can just ship to you directly from the warehouse of whichever, whoever I'm using. So let's say you do a stool test. I just type her info into the, the system and it ships right to you. The directions come, um, you do that. And then they let me know, they, they give me your results when they're in. And then we have your appointment. And then let's say there are some supplements that you're going to take. I order those and they go right to your house. Mm -hmm. It's pretty slick. So if it's an emergency, uh, it wouldn't be ideal, would it? Or so you should define emergency because no one should come to me for an emergency. <laughs> Timing wise, when do I get the kit? When do I get the supplements? We are in a society where we want fast results, right? So right. I'm, I'm just curious how that works for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely want to preface if anyone is in an emergency situation, they shouldn't see me because this isn't like here, take this and you're going to cure this. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if, I mean, but shipping, you would get the supplements in two to four business days and you would get your stool kit in probably the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the, I mean, the results take a month to come back. So you can see none of this is emergency based. You know, this right. is because, you know, we come, we, we, we find ourselves in potential health emergencies from maybe not preventing. Now, of course, a broken bone, that's an emergency that you can't really like prevent. You know what I mean? But so no, it wouldn't be for emergency care. Um, I mean, if you're talking like, and obviously I don't work with antibiotics at all. So, mm -hmm. you know, there wouldn't be that. There and Charlie like is off of antibiotics because of Dr. Terry. So it's, it's really amazing. Um, such a gift to have lived with a naturopath. And so I'm really encouraging people to, to look into alternative which is not really the alternative. What I'm hearing is the pharmaceuticals, the allopathic is the alternative. They really wiped out how people were doing health before Rockefeller. But yeah, you nailed it. I, I don't like calling this alternative healthcare because it really just should be like, it truly is healthcare. Yeah, it's, it's not sick care. <laughs> right, it's restoring organ function. It's restoring... Um, you know, your hormone pathways, all of that. And um, just really going back to teaching people how they can do it on their own. That's a big thing. Kind of like you said, you don't like to cook. That's a big thing that I'm moving into is going to teach people how you're going to stock your pantry, how you're going to cook healthy, get you some meal plans and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's just about, we got to recondition society now. Exactly. You know? Especially, oh, nowadays 
Uh, for some people, it's too late. For some people, they're really willing victims of uh, what's going on, where people, where the higher ups are expecting you to just bend over and, you know, do as told. But there are a growing number of us who wants to take back control of our health, back mm-hmm. control of our freedom, our full expression of self. And those are the people that I want to see really thriving and really stepping into their soul power. So tell us about uh, how people can follow you to, to, to really have your guidance and, and the food. Yes. You know, the, what's in their pantry and stuff and uh, how can people follow you? So I have, well, I'm at my website. I'm going to get going more with my blogs on my website and a newsletter. My website is changingtidesholistichealth.com. I can post that in the comments later. I have obviously my Facebook page, which is Dr. Chloe Carlson dash changing tides. And then my Instagram page is Dr. Chloe Carlson underscore changing tides. I had to add changing tides to the end of all these. It was a business move. Um, (laughs) Uh, so that's how they would contact me. I've got, you know, my phone number is listed on my Facebook page and my website, of course. And my, my, uh, uh, website is actually listed on my Instagram too. So that's how people would contact me. And then essentially we just get set up for the initial appointment. I also offer short 10 minute discovery calls because people do have questions if they're stepping into this model of healthcare, they have questions. Well, like, what do you do? Can you help me? Um, that sort of thing. So- awesome. Well, this is cool. good. So I hope everyone saw that um, your body is not just a tool. This body is not just a car that you can abuse and use and, you know, and have someone just distort it, destroy it through what they say is good for you and safe and effective, right? It's, it's not. Right. You have to take control of your body and everything that we introduce into our body has an effect and it can inhibit, prohibit, whatever uh, Dr. Chloe really gave uh, um, an example, lots of examples of how it can destroy our body functions, uh, you know, with the intention that it's, we're helping the body, but we're really not. So it's time to step into really taking care of yourself, really taking care of your body, because it's all we've got right now. You know, everyone is afraid of dying of COVID, but really um, if we're limited in our movement, if we wait for the emergency uh, to get treated, what kind of life is that? You're really not really flourishing to the best of your potentials. Any final words, uh, Dr. Cole? No, that was a great wrap up. I loved it. And uh, there's so much to learn about food, nutrition, and our body. And that is my focus for the rest of the year now that from what we talked about before, from what uh, Dr. Will and I talked about before, and then watching Terry do the self-care that she's doing, it's just amazing. So it's not, it's not complicated at all. It's not complicated if you have a guide. And we have a guide True. here. Dr. Chloe is going to be guiding us to take back our health, to reclaim our power through uh, higher choices, higher choice of food, higher choice of what we're cooking and bringing into our body. We really need that, that uh, holding hand, because I, I, I don't know, I have all the ideas in my head. I was not implementing until I right. saw 
in action uh, what uh, Dr. Terry uh, was doing here if this vegetable is good for you. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You nailed it. And that's, I think people just need a little guidance, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's what I like to teach people, you know, how they can really just feel great. Um, yeah. I hope you come back again because um, we are evolving. Oh, there's so much more uh, that we can do for our lifestyle changes. And uh, I always look forward to our conversation. We'll find something else good to talk about. We'll keep it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll let you go then. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.